You're listening to a fourth-hand production. Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Now, are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental? I don't you know, know. Planes that they're building. And police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. There's this weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd way. Welcome to Strange Arkles. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Walter Cronkite. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> How's everybody doing on these uh, these strange days that continue to flow on for us all? Oh, I'm doing good. I just uh, spent all day in the garden, so I'm tired with that. But I am doing good. I hear I don't know how how I'm going to go back to working in the office. I take nap breaks, like my coworkers take, take smoke breaks. So <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to work that one. I like that. You sound like a Caddyshack thing. You know, so I got that thing going for me. So that's, <laughs> fucking, that's lovely, dude. That's funny. So welcome to Strange Uncles. Um, this is our ever-revolving monthly news episode. Um, I'll be honest with you. It's getting harder to find news because you have to dig through all this other bullshit going on. Um, but we managed to pull some stuff off. So hopefully you guys like that a little bit. Um, does anybody want to cover anything else? Cause we actually have a quick surprise too, before we get into news articles. Um, I just wanted to say a random thing as I was finally done with yard work today, I was sitting on my porch enjoying a ice cold beverage and, uh, I spotted like a giant, like glowing thing in the sky today and I could kind of see a string down from it. So I'm pretty sure I saw a weather balloon today. It was pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah. Just kind of when they lost up at old Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I could like clearly see like a really long tether on it, kind of. And it was just, it looked like a light bulb in the sky. It's weird. Uh, yeah, it's huh. pretty cool. So at first I was like, what is that? And then I could kind of see the, the tether yeah. string or whatever. I'm like, I'm oh, paranoid so. now when you say that because, you know, because we've been doing, for those of you who might be listeners, um, hopefully you are if you're listening, uh, we've been <laughs> doing the uh, episodes for Skinwalker Ranch. And, uh, when you say that, like, oh, I looked up in the sky, I saw this and immediately I'm on, on my seat and what, what would you say? Because, you know, that show is, uh, is amazing blown up and we should have that yeah, out here it, shortly. It started out a little, uh, I don't know. I was like on the fence about it, but that last episode was really, really good. Yeah. It so. started off super showy and then it's still showy, but or you know, mainstream showy, but, uh, it's good. Yeah, and if yeah. you want to hear more of our thoughts on that, listen to our weekly episodes on that. But this episode yes. is not about that. No, this is about the news episode. Although we do have a quick surprise uh, going on, so we have a Patreon that uh, is kicked up. For those of you who may or may not know, you can find that at Patreon.com/strangeuncles. Um, and everybody that's on that Patreon account, we thank you very much for your time and the effort. Uh, that you kind of put into it, and hopefully we're giving you guys something back. But one of the Patreon members, and John, I think you said you mentioned him, uh, Austin Livingston. Is that correct? Yeah, I know Austin and his wife Danielle. He's uh he's the one that bought me the uh, the Mothman shirt. Oh, the I suck Mothman's dick in Point Pleasant. That's fucking. <clears throat> I love it when you wear that shirt. I can't look you in the eyes when you wear that shirt. It's fucking hilarious. Just look me in the eyes, Shane. <laughs> the wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> so um, uh, we want to actually read this on the podcast because uh, he took time. Actually, his wife took time to sit down and write something out. He was kind of bugging her about it and said, hey, look, you really should tell the story. And uh, so she came out and she she wrote it and they sent it to us. And we're going to start this podcast like this because this is very interesting and I uh, think it's kind of cool. So after high school, I got a job as a CNA medicine technician at a memory care facility uh, Alzheimer's patients only. When I first started, there were a couple of empty rooms due to recent patients' deaths. One room was previously occupied by a lady named Betty. I'd met and I never met her. Uh, a couple weeks later, a new patient moved in named Rose and she was placed in Betty's old room. We would often hear Rose talking alone in the room. 
sometimes yelling, sometimes speaking in a friendly tone. One day I decided to go ask her if she was okay, and she explained to me that she was fine. She was just talking to Betty. And she left a weird face after that. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Um, I had often heard stories about the nursing home being haunted, but I always assumed people were just trying to scare the new staff. I was told that the daycare was destroyed in order to build the building we were in. I was also told that a little girl often visited patients, but you would likely only see her at night. One night after I had worked at nursing home for over a year, I was covering someone's graveyard shift. I heard a door shut down the hall and went to check on the patient. They were fine and in the bed, but awake. I asked if everything was okay, and they responded that the little girl was there to visit. After that night, this was something I often heard from patients. Keep in mind that these are patients with Alzheimer's. They don't talk to each other. We would even have brand new patients tell us that the girl came to visit them on their first day in the facility. Hmm. Wow. Is that something else? Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, wild. <clears throat> yeah. Did you owe me a coke? Yeah. What? Oh, I just was saying, Jinx, you owe me a coke. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, that, that is pretty wild it's got to be tough working in one of those facilities oh. with alzheimer's patients god i couldn't yeah. do it i you know what i yeah. use i say this all the time anybody who's a nurse really truly has a heart of gold because that's that's a job i, I just couldn't do and then when you mm. add the elderly into it and and you know you know that's a, their their last stages of life and you're still trying to keep jovial and i i just that's a new breed of their own i cannot do that job so kudos to anybody especially now in this day and time during this whole COVID that are still in their nurse and they're taking care of people it, it mm. you guys got our thumbs up because I don't think we could do it. So very commendable work. No, I can't do anything. Yeah, very much. So yeah, uh, that's wild though. And I sheesh. Yeah. Yep. Cool story. My mom mm -hmm. talked about that too. Sometimes she worked in a mental care facility and she would tell <clears> me stories about things and, and, I just, yeah, just blew, it reminded me a lot of that. Just blew my mind. So, Austin, thank you very much for um, conning and coaxing your wife to uh, <laughs> to write that to us. Hopefully, you know. Um, yeah, those were those yeah. were awesome stories. Yeah. I have a feeling she has a lot more, but she was just like, "All right, I'll write these two and leave me alone." Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, she's like, Fine, shut up. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, John, do you want to go ahead and kick it off there? Oh yeah, sure. I guess I will. Uh, my first story comes from our boy Tobias Whalen over at Singular Fortean Society. And it is about, man, I didn't, I wasn't prepared for some reason. I'm tired today, guys. I'm, I'm winging it. I'm, I think we all are, dude. It's been, it's I'm, been tough. I'm week. winging it. My show today, my performance today in the show is 100% uh, winged. <laughs> well, I mean, we do this part for free. So, what, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Big paid for this. Whatever. Yeah. Don't listen to them, people. Don't listen to the ones behind the curtain. No. <laughs> this is your free content you get. <laughs> um, so there's a woman who claims to have taken a photograph of a big Bigfoot print near Sheshwap Falls in British Columbia, Canada. Um, the lady is Sarah McRan, and she, she said she was at Sheshwap falls on sunday april 10th when she found a footprint she suspects could come from a sasquatch um and if you want to see the footprint there's a photo of it just go to singular14.com and it's an article by tobias whalen um to me the picture just i don't know <laughs> Is it, it, you get, <laughs> that's not exciting dude no, no, it's not really, but uh Is it one of I'm, those, al I'm also not I'm also I'm also not a tracker or anything, so <laughs> I'm I don't know what that's supposed to look like. Um she has a she's quoted as saying uh this is not an animal print and I wouldn't say a man print either. I have actually seen a Bigfoot before in 2018, and last summer I had a bunch of UFOs follow me back from the border, and I have plenty of those photos as well as they were all the way to Kelowna. Kelowna. Hmm. So, um, yeah, she apparently has had other experiences. There's a local wildlife expert, Pete Wise. He owns Wise Wildlife Control Services, and obviously he's skeptical of the track and he says, you know, just having a footprint is very difficult. Yeah. Just one, right. one footprint. And there's also, you know, he's like, he says he's spent his entire life in the bush 
and he's never seen anything, but he does have friends that claim a hundred percent that they've seen a Bigfoot. Um, I'm sure he has spent his entire life in the bush. <laughs> oh yeah. Kind of like me. <laughs> there's a, there's also another lady that just says it's hard to tell, but it doesn't look like wildlife. Uh, and that's a conference con- conservation officer, Tanner Beck. And she's obviously skeptical as well. And it comes to, uh, comes back to, Ms. McRan and she kind of just said thought it would lighten some moods she said in the in the light of everything going on right now so I don't know how legitimate this Bigfoot print is just especially with that it looks uh, like a shoe print it, it just looked yeah like maybe a converse with like you know you kind of dig out a, <laughs> a big toe area I mean, there's quite a big arch, but so, and here's a question. So did she, there was nothing else found. Was he like hopping along on one leg? Did he get dropped out of an airplane? There's only one print. There's nothing else in there. He got dropped out of a UFO Shane. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting they're interdimensional. Jesus. Okay. That's the thing is like, why are there so many, why is it so many times that it's just one footprint? Like yeah. if, if the ground was able to make, one footprints if the ground was yeah if the ground was able to make footprints wouldn't there be a track of them so somebody Ooh. has to look for one legged bigfoot that just fucking hops around and like maybe 20 foot hops i'm thinking you know so <laughs> people give up looking for a footprint you know 15 feet away i i you know it's a hypothesis i'm just mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i'm winging it i'm just going with it we'll see what it is but yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but British Columbia is known for a high volume of sightings of the Bigfoot. So Mm -hmm. um, I think this lady, from the sounds of it, kind (laughs) of, I don't, I don't know. She either did it herself or she kind of found something weird looking in there. Uh, I wish it was a Bigfoot, but also it's not very compelling. Well, you know what? Maybe she shows pictures of the UFOs that follow her, that she has photos as well. And maybe she brings a little bit more proof to the pudding. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe that would help. Those were probably just drones making sure she fucking gets far away from the United States. Keep going north, lady. Yeah. Keep going north. Meanwhile, she she has like size 18 chew and nobody fucking knows. Ma'am, why are your feet so big? Don't pay attention to my feet. It's just fucking. I just like the story next to it where woman claims to have photographed muscular puma in Cumbria, (laughs) England. Wouldn't all pumas be muscular? Yeah, I mean, cats, especially like big wild cats, tend to have a pretty low BMI. So you found that one puma that just sits around on the couch and watches fucking football and eats Twinkies. That's you know, that's the one. Ridiculous. Cats have, um, cats have a low bowel movement. What? Yeah, right. Body mass index. I'm just kidding. I totally I mean, knew. It was still funny. My cat, one of my cats is fat as fuck, but yeah. Joe Ingles is in great shape. Well, as he should be. Yeah. Come, you know, little motherfucker. With a great name comes great responsibility. True. It's true. true. Josh, yeah. what do you got, man? What you got for me? Is it my turn? Uh, I suppose so. You want it to be. Sure. So this is like less a news story and more just some shit I saw on the internet that I thought was really weird and cool. (laughs) Um, So Chuck Wendig is an author, screenwriter. Uh, I follow him on Twitter. Uh, He wrote um, Star Wars Aftermath, several other books. He wrote uh, a few movies and some comics and stuff. Um, he's generally just pretty a pretty fun follow. Um, so I was reading replies to a journalist who was wanting to hear from people who thought that the houses they were quarantining in were haunted. Um, and I was just like going through there and there was there were good stories in there, like lots of stories of like ghost cats and like uh, getting on good terms with the ghosts and setting boundaries and stuff like that. Um, and then someone quote tweeted a thread from Chuck into the replies and it was nightly question. Tell us something unexplainable that has happened to you, your own glitch in the matrix. Uh, Now this is my type of thread. So I'm scrolling and reading the replies in that one. And I come across this. 
and I'm going to share my screen so y'all can see it too. All right. Uh, maybe I'm going to share my screen so y'all can see it. Well, this, this reminds me of the story we had last month on the news about that lady saying that she was quarantining in a, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yeah, it goes way away from that, though. So this dude's reply to... Oh, I saw this. Yeah. Said he was passing a car going uphill late at night when another car coming in the opposite direction topped the hill. The headlights were right in front of me. Uh, Next thing I knew, I had passed the car and was back in my lane. No way I wasn't killed. This is an alternate world. And then a couple other people replied to his reply saying that they or someone they knew had a similar experience. And I found like three or four of these where they basically were like, there's no way that that collision could not have happened because it was like a two lane highway fucking in the middle of nowhere with nowhere to go when Hmm, you you had to pass someone and there was a car right there. Um, And I just thought that was like super interesting. and just wild and uh it got me thinking about all the crazy ass shit we haven't even touched on yet like the third man effect indies um some stuff we have talked about like dimensional and time slips and shifts and stuff like that basically just made me horny for weird shit (laughs) so i like your honesty i thought i said that to the group chat and nobody said anything so i was like fuck you you boring fuckers but oh maybe that's how i saw it is that Oh wait! Did yeah, you send that in the group the, chat? On the Alex, uh, I sent it to the the strangers on the ranch group chat. Oh, oh, gotcha. I I I definitely saw that. That's probably where I did. Yeah, that shit's fucking awesome. Yeah, you know the simulation and, theory's kicking up, and then you know, if you talk about it, again with the Skinwalker episode, we're talking about like the, the quantum theory thing. The there's is it possible that's playing a role, a, a bigger role than we initially thought on our actual material world? You know what I mean? I was reading an article the other day like that, and this falls right in the wheelhouse. That, that's fucking crazy. No, it was just a glitch in the matrix. Yeah. Like a cat that can fly type thing. So. But, Peace out there, Finn. I was going to say. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I had to I had to turn the light on. I noticed it was getting a little dark in here. <laughs> Almost like I'm t- he's leaving. He doesn't like this. So I told you guys I'm fucking winging it tonight. <laughs> I'm winging it tonight hard. Yeah, well, I unfortunately, got, this yeah. video people can tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got one that uh, kind of you know it stems a little off the weird too, and I thought this was very interesting. Um, this came out uh, day is April seventeenth actually, and this article written by uh, Tamlin McGee. And uh, just this is another way of looking at things, I guess, when we talk about other realities and how we're doing things as a human society. Uh, Late last year, the Internet was crackling with plans to stage a million strong raid on the supposed alien stronghold Area 51. Now, with the COVID-19 pandemic forcing everyone to quarantine at home, venturing further than the local park seems like a dream from a lost reality. But what if there was a way to explore a planet that didn't put us in harm's way and was more stimulating than scrolling through Google, Google Earth? Google. Google. Well, you know, I've been watching that uh, Big Mouth, and they call it Jujul on there, so I'm all confused. I don't know how you even <laughs> say Google anymore. Oh, gee. Yeah, right. Um, this is cool. According to a group of paranormal enthusiasts on Reddit, astral projection could be the vehicle we need. Um, and if anybody here has not explained... Um, what astral projection is, which most of you should if you listen to the show, but we'll do that here. Uh, following somewhere between a lucid dream and a near-death experience, astral projection is a sensation of separating from your physical self, keeping your mind awake while your body is asleep. This has been recorded as early as the Roman times, which is kind of kind of cool. Um, today, thousands of practitioners not only trade success stories for the consciousness, expanding cosmic exploration, but have built a network to share techniques for traversing time and space using a toolkit available to everyone, the human mind. So this evidently has become a thing, and it does mention Skinwalker Ranch on this one too, real quick. Um, Reddit's Our Austral Army is a focal point for the physically curious to embark on out-of-body missions to off-limit locations, including military bases, Wuhan, go figure, the Pentagon, and supposed hives of paranormal activity like Skinwalker Ranch. The idea is intriguing. If you could go anywhere at all, what secrets could you learn? 
Um, this is an example real quick here, and then you know we can banner and then we'll go to a break. Um, a 19-year-old Wisconsinite who goes by Commander Th 30, whatever, uh, told Motherboard via voice call that he started the subreddit motto, Projection for Protection, because he was intrigued by the possibilities of the group of astral projection. And he says, here's how it works. The traveler creates an astral scape by visualizing a location in great detail. How do you visualize somewhere you've never been? Well, you use your imagination. And then you connect to that visualization, and it it turns into a sigil, which we've talked about during a magic episode, an occult symbol that is energized with a certain intent. Uh, by meditating on the sigil and recalling in, uh, in an out-of-body state, you can use it as a shortcut to the desired location, mirroring fast travel in a video game. There's even a sigil for hanging out together like an Austral Group DM. So this is a thing, boys. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it sounds similar to remote viewing. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you just kind of put your place in a thing. If I had to astral project anywhere, I think I would astral project to uh, Baskin Robbins so <laughs> I could find out the secrets of the 32 flavors. There's only 29. Did nobody There's tell only you that? We'll see. That's why I need to get to the headquarters and yeah, figure right. out all the where the you three extra flavors eight. went. Liberate the ice cream for the protesters. Exactly. What was exactly. that? What was that movie? Um, shit, dirty work or something like that. And it was Don Rickles. Baskin Robbins called, and they said you ate them down to two fucking flavors. <laughs> oh man, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Anyway. Have you just been peeing this whole time? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Guy comes Good in. show, guys. <laughs> kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, I thought that was interesting. Good follow-up on Josh's. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to round back into you, John. As no, perverted fuck. as that I'm not sound. even ready, guys. Uh, well, just be, kidding. be ready. It'll, 45 seconds. Here we go. All right. All right. Are you easily offended? Because if you are, you should probably stop listening to are you interested in the bizarre and unusual? Are you fascinated by the grisly sides of life? Are you the one that people call weirdo? Well then, you should get hip to Strange Brew Podcast, a podcast with a bunch of crazy Canucks. Tune in every week with Strange Brew's host, Tomcat, a.k.a. Tom Thompson. And Billy Kirby, along with many different guests. As we drink booze and we discuss anything strange and paranormal, from serial killers to aliens and all of the above. So crack those beers and toss on those tinfoil hats because, because it's, it's about to get strange. Strange indeed. So we are back. Um, John, what do you got on your side, bud? Hey, that's me. So there is a asteroid, a gigantic asteroid, and it is going to fly by Earth on April 29th, which is pretty exciting. On Saturday, April 18th, the and excuse me if I say this wrong because I'm going to say this wrong. Um <laughs> uh, the Arecibo Observatory in Puerto Rico captured a radar image of the asteroid 1998 OR2, which will zoom within 3.9 million miles, or if you are on better measurements than America, 6.3 million kilometers of our planet on April 29th. And so this, or this asteroid isn't going to come anywhere near Earth. Uh, there's no reason for alarm. It's not, it's, it's so far away. Like the moon is only 239,000 miles away and this is millions of miles. Um, it's pretty cool though. There is an Italian physicist. Um, uh, he runs the online virtual telescope project and he's been tracking the asteroid as well. Uh, his name is, what is his name? Gianluca Massi. Jeez. <laughs> just no, wait till no, our uh, just wait till our further episode where we just butcher every name. That's oh God, I'm not looking forward to that. Well, I am, <laughs> but I'm not. Yeah. Um, on April 28th, Mossy is going to host a live webcast uh, about 1998 OR2 that will feature telescope views of the object. So astronomers estimate that 1998 OR2 is between 1.1 and 2.5 miles. Uh, wide and that's 1.8 or 4.1 kilometers wide which is really big I, I sometimes forget how big a one mile is like yeah yeah one mile is a very long 
ways. Especially when um, you're walking it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is definitely big enough to where if it did smash into earth, it would devastate a large portion of, of the planet. Um, thankfully enough, it will not. So <laughs> there's, there's no reason to be worried, but uh, yeah. If, if anybody wants to check that out, um, get on your telescope, uh, it should be, should be a interesting thing. If you're an, uh, amateur astronomer or anything, I'm an amateur everything. So, so yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. Um, it's going to fly by earth on April 29th. So go up to the mountains or go into a desolate location and bring your badass telescope and check it out. And also NASA hasn't found any asteroids or comets or any space like things in the heavens that are an immediate danger for earth anytime soon. I like how you yeah. set us at peace, John, by saying, hey, you know, so this asteroid's going to, it's huge. It's like, if it makes an impact, it's not going to. But if it does, thank you for sending it to see at ease. I appreciate that. That really helps everybody well, else out. It's actually going to be much closer on its next orbit, which is, uh, I mean, it's still much closer in astro- astronomical terms, not like, you know, super, super close, but it's like the, um, they monitor potential impact objects out to like 500 miles of earth, Mm -hmm. sorry, 500 million miles of earth's orbit. Mm -hmm. So like near earth objects is a misleading term. Is it, is this one that, is this one that came around like 6,000 years ago? I kept, I kept hearing about news about one that is evolving and like there was a certain time frame way back when, when some devastation happened and it looks like we're in the same window of that. Is this the same meteor or is this something different? I don't know. So, my, no? my parents okay. ha- hadn't had sex by at that point. So I, I wasn't really around. You, mm, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about that John. Yeah. I mean, my parents are 6,000 years old. Well, one of my parents is 6,000 years old. <laughs> <laughs> the other one reached his, uh, Life expectancy. His, his apex. He's he's done. Uh, yeah, but um, I I just always think space shit is cool. Like, I was tripping out the other day, just like after reading Michael P. Masters' book. Um, I was just, and it's so stupid, but I was just sitting there being like, I'm just on a rock right now, flying through fucking right. space, and there's just space is like we're here, we're in. Salt Lake City, we're just existing, doing this dumb podcast, but there's just like All an this infinite stuff. amount of space happening right now. Yeah. Like like Jupiter right now is just existing. Or like there's yeah. just some crazy ass, there's like just some black hole like sucking in all this mass and gravity. And that's happening now. Dude, I you know what? I'm with you because even when I was a kid, I, I'm... I, I always I would stare up at the sky. I would study space, and, and even this day, I mean, I we still can't figure out. In fact, I have another article coming up that's kind of similar to that. But everything that happens, everything that's out there, what, and we're just on this fucking rock, flying through the fucking space at at how many thousands of miles orbit per minute? It just yeah blow it fucking yeah blows a proverbial mind. It's crazy. I mean, and it basically makes me realize that we are not important we don't mean anything and our lives are meaningless. Oh God, that's a bummer, dude. <laughs> so <laughs> Jesus Christ, it was just my birthday. Um, like last week, this long, <laughs> like monologue that William has in the new season of Westworld and like the latest episode uh-huh. where he just like goes off about how humanity is basically maggots consuming a corpse. I mean, yeah, yeah. Pretty, he's right. He's, yeah. he's, I, I, yeah, I've, I gotta say, he's not wrong. Yeah. You know, that's crazy because I've been thinking that since I was like 13. I was like, we're just a virus leeching off of the planet. Like, it's like a tick on a dog, you know, we're just the tick on the dog. We're the yeah. only fucking species that literally can't work with the habitat that we're given. We have mm-hmm. to modify it, we have to change it, we have to make it our own in order for us to be satisfied and happy. Every other oh. fucking species on the earth works within the realms of nature. We don't. Yep. They make the nature work with them. We demand nature works with us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, just to uplift everyone, that was (laughs) one of my, that was one of my hot takes on this episode. 
humanity is a film of bacteria on a ball of mud hurtling through space. Yep. I'm going to get that tattooed on my forehead. It's like, oh, what do you have in script right there? It's so pretty. It's like humanity is a bacteria (laughs) on a thing of mud floating. But it's an elvish from Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Oh, Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah, like uh, whenever I can't find anything weird, which is most of the time, I also space is my backup plan of fucking way into space, bro. I mean, uh, just like right out out there somewhere, it's just space is existing. Yeah, yeah, right out there, like a couple miles up. It's just space, and it just goes on forever, and it just exists. Yeah, like. It's fucking. <laughs> We're all sitting around going, <laughs> "Yeah, man." <laughs> I don't even. I don't even smoke weed, so like, it's not the weed talking. I'm just like, I don't uh, know. And also, I'm not smart enough to like really verbally say how fucking crazy that is to me. But it's just like, that's fucking. That's fun. No, I'm with you, dude. I'm. With, I mean, really, it's awe inspiring in a way. But it is fucking funny because here we are. You know, these little fucking ants. You know, just like right yeah. for a picture show. So, so yeah. piggybacking off of that, this self-same asteroid, 1998 OR2, uh, apparently looks like it remembered to wear a mask because it knew that the fucking pandemic was happening. <laughs> so, are you gonna um, are you gonna screenshot that or uh, I share wish. your screen with there, that? There are no pictures in this blog post. It just says that the way the like mountains and valleys on the end of it layout it looks like it's wearing a mask like mm-hmm. a oh really mask. that's funny. yeah th- there was uh some people that tweeted because in the article that i was reading i didn't talk about it but they were saying how don't worry all the astronomers and at the observatory are practicing social distancing and blah 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 and uh somebody on like an unofficial twitter for the observatory is like they're just like it's just like us. It's wearing a mask right now. <laughs> Jesus. I'm trying so. to find pictures. Um, but yeah, like that was my whole story was just a blog post. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think, I think it's from, from this guy. This is riveting. I'm sure. <laughs> I know. I was good. I was trying to think of time to fill banter. Here. Um, like this guy right here. Oh yeah. This little face mask. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's what it is. Being kind and considerate. Mm. Okay. Fair. But yeah, anyway, like this one's just, this story is where I saw that like it's going to be, it's it's going to be passing closer to Earth on its next orbit, um, which is why like studying um, the orbit precisely right now is really important. But that like while it's going to be closer, it's still not going to be like dangerously close, mm. you know? Um it does rotate every 4.1 hours. So there's that they'll know, they'll know the rotation rate. If they need to send some oil drillers up there to blow it up, (laughs) Um, calm down Armageddon. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, I volunteer as a tribute. Yeah. 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 No, I totally go up there, but uh, who's going to be Bruce Willis and who's going to be fucking um, that other weird looking guy. I never can remember his name. I never saw Armageddon, but I'll be Bruce Willis. Oh, well, shitty. Then I'm the other weird looking guy. Yeah, you're the other weird looking guy. I'm sorry, Shane. That's just how the cookie crumbles. Matt Damon and or Ben Affleck, whichever one of those two idiots is in the movie. I'll pick Ben and, Affleck. Uh, be hanging out with Liv Tyler. So see ya. See ya. I'm gonna be. I'll even. Be I'm just gonna be Ben. I'm just gonna be Ben Affleck in a, a Goodwill Hunting. Just hanging out on an asteroid for no reason, dressed like that. It can be pretty cold, dude. <laughs> just saying. No, I meant I was switching gears. I'm just going to be oh. Ben Affleck in Goodwill Hunting. Oh, okay. Now like, I'm not even going to get on it. I'm not going to get on an asteroid. I'm just going to beat everyone up. Work construction, fucking demo some shit. Yeah, get, get some of <laughs> your fucking buddies. Get somebody pregnant, be a piece of shit. I don't yeah. know. Oh, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. Steve, well, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi? Yeah. He's an Armageddon? Yeah. Yeah. Is Is he an astronaut? Uh, He's an oil driller that becomes an astronaut. Oh, really? I've never seen the movie. Fucking shitty movie, but it's also (laughs) good. Yeah. It's It's one of those so bad it's good movies. Well, I 
I know Aerosmith's song that came out of it was just fucking absolutely brilliant. Oh, you know that. Oh. <laughs> I do know the Aerosmith song <laughs> from uh, I don't want to go to sleep because I miss you, babe. You motherfucker. And if I you get that song, miss a thing. Isn't that the, isn't that the song? Oh, yeah, on yeah. Armageddon? Yeah. yeah. I've never seen that, but I know the Aerosmith song. If you get that song stuck in my head for the next three days, I swear to God, I'm going to drive by your house and throw shit at you. Shane, 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 like I'm saying, I'm winging it. So I'm fucking grasping at straws here. So you get, you get the Aerosmith song stuck in your head. Oh, I've had worse. Trust me. But yeah, now, you know, you know, like Josh said, um, I got another article pull up here, but uh, yeah, it's one of those ones where it's not great by any stress of imagination, but you can't not watch it. It's just, oh my God. It's, it's a really dumb movie that makes zero sense. But it's entertaining as fuck. Yeah, I mean, wasn't it like a huge blockbuster back in the day, like 1997 oh, yeah. or something? Yeah, it was one of like Michael Bay and Jerry Bruckheimer's first big hits. <laughs> God, Michael Bay is such a piece of shit, like, dude. Fuck Billy Bob Thornton's in it. Fucking yeah. like everybody's in it, and you're like, but this, you read the script, right? Because the script is a fucking pig. Well, they probably made millions off of that. Oh, I'm sure they did. Because like that same year, uh, Deep Impact, which is actually right. a good movie, about, and right. Asteroid Collision uh, came out. So it's like there's there's that thing, and and now it's more sci-fi channel, and they kind of do it on purpose, but they'll make like a really shitty version of a popular sci-fi movie. But for a while, it was Michael Bay and Mel Mel Brooks. It was Michael Bay and Jerry Bruckheimer? <laughs> Dude, that would be I'd way better. That Michael movie. Bay and Mel Brooks. <laughs> that would be awesome. That's the new fucking okay. I know I said fuck Michael Bay, but like we could use his money and his technology to make Spaceballs uh, two really badass. Yeah. But Mel Brooks strictly does the story. He has full license over the story. Yeah, that's funny. But um, we have Michael Bay's money. Well, you know, it, it, it's oh fuck, I love Mel Brooks. Blazing Saddles is one of my faves. I fucking love that show. They um. There was a time there, and it's still doing. Hollywood's still doing it, where they literally will have the exact same same script floating around Hollywood, and it will be done twice, but just a different name. It's this over here, and then this other one's over here. And usually, yeah, Josh, you're 100 on the money. One's kind of decent, kind of cool. Another one is just a fucking pile of dog shit that it shouldn't even fucking be out. It just amazes yeah. me. Yeah, so. and they they also have like a what they call like the blacklist, where it's like scripts that have been passed on and then there's like a really respected i can't remember if he's a director or producer that like goes through and reads everything that everybody passed on and was like oh this is fucking dope and like a lot of like actual oscar-winning movies get picked out of that pile of scripts that everybody passed on because they didn't know how to make like they just read the script and were like eh fuck it and then fucking um this dude's like i know who would be great for this let's fucking get this make it i can't remember who the person is but anyway yeah well you know with all that being said too i've got a quick one here and then we're gonna take a break another break um i am well we're all movie buffs except for john because she doesn't watch anything no no armageddon for me i watch tons of stuff (laughs) i just watched the color out of space the other day oh i love that show that's a great show uh it was okay but like there was zero explanation for anything happening. That's why it was and so good. Every time we ask if you've seen this seminal, like touch touchstone <laughs> of a movie that is significant, you're like, oh, I never saw it. Yeah. Hey, Breakfast Club. What? I no, never heard of it. Is I've it a seen book? Breakfast Club like four times. My wife watches it like every fucking Sunday. It really is getting on my nerves at this point. It's a great movie. But hold on. What seminal movies have I not seen? I've seen a lot of them. Well, no, no, you're, oh, you're trying to get in. I haven't seen Armageddon because Armageddon's a piece of shit and I have taste. Yeah, it's a dumbass movie. I have true, taste. Though. True. Maybe that's why. You know, it's one of those things. Some of the older, I, I, weird. I got caught in this, I guess, this window of like 10 or 15 years where I saw everything. And I don't think you were in that same window because you might have been touring. But I, I think just where we were in our lives. But then I missed all this other shit previous because I only had two channels growing up. So there yeah, was. Yeah, I was that. just going to say you definitely didn't see everything. No, no, no. I, I think I made up for it. Have you ever seen like any movie that everybody's all everybody has seen? You're like, what? No. <laughs> the ironic thing is, I 
know the premise of the movie. I know the theme of the movie. I know the people in the movie. I just never yeah, seen the movie. I, I, I do know, know. I know. I know all about Armageddon, but I just, you know, I have taste, so I've refused to watch it. <laughs> well, that is touche enough. Well, with that being said, um, there is, so we all are in a really good scary movies, obviously, because, you know, kind of what we do. Um, Here's another one. And don't confuse this with The Relic, because there was a movie back in... I think like 97 called the relic where a guy um, basically turns into a giant monster in a museum. It's really fucking cool. It sounds lame, but it's a really good show. No, it wasn't. Uh, uh, Mia, not Mia. God damn it. Mia Jovovich. No, she was in no. the first kind. Uh, God, I can't think of her name right now, but like basically uh, Weinstein tanked her career because she wouldn't fuck him. Um, but she's like, uh, another famous director, actor's kid. I think she was like dating Quentin Tarantino uh, for a while or something. You know, I Sandra know. Bullock. <laughs> no, this is gonna bug me. God damn it. Okay, Hillary Swank. Okay, why? Why you guys work that through? <laughs> <laughs> let me, let's talk about this. Um, so this is a new show. It's called Relic. Uh, the horror film build is the scariest of 2020 so far. Finally, has a release date in the U.S. Uh, the film, which was made, it made waves at Sundance Film Festival in January, which here in good old Utah, uh, follows a daughter and a granddaughter search for their mother and grandmother, Edna, after she goes missing from the remote family home. That sounds simple. However, when she returns, though, a sinister presence begins taking control of her. So I've seen bits and pieces of this on uh, the interweb, and it how it's filmed, it, it's filmed kind of like uh, the heretic a little bit. It, it It's just really, it's got this old school 70s thing about it. Um, and this is uh, one of the first films for uh, an Australian director, Natalie Erica James. And um, yeah, it was a huge thing, Utah Festival. They It was like they were stunned. Critics were stunned. It was five stars. Um, I'm always one to look into these because you never know. There's other movies that came out that kind of, I don't know, like The Babadook they mentioned. I don't know if you guys, have you guys seen The Babadook? Yeah, I've seen The Babadook. You better believe that. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> Calm down. Yeah, Did you John like Wick it? Is. Did you like it? Oh wait, that's Bobby Yaga. Never mind. Mm. Uh, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, so they're rating it that it's it's better than that, but it's kind of the same filmography of how they do it. I guess if that makes you know if that okay. makes sense. But anyway, yep. I always we always want to try to throw one movie out there, and usually you know it's like we'll go to a movie and then come back, we'll review it. However, um, we're in COVID. So that's not happening. So this is hopefully you guys can take this. But well, anyway. what did you say the movie was called again? It's called Relic. Relic. So it was Mira Sorvino who I was thinking of because she was in a movie that had a very similar plot. Mm. Uh, maybe not similar plot, maybe similar title. But um, yeah, she's not in Relic. So I'll see myself out. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Check you later. So, anyway. Um, with that being said, we're going to take a quick break. We're coming back and we got a couple more news stories and I think we're going to kind of wrap this bag up. Um, stand by everybody. Good evening, ma'am. Hey y'all. What can I do you for? Can I have a glass of Chardonnay? I'm sorry, darling. We don't serve that here. Any Merlot? I'm pretty sure you don't want these feet going nowhere near them grapes. Alrighty, how about a craft beer? Oh yeah, we got plenty of craft beer. Which one you want? No, not craft beer. Craft beer. Oh, no, hell no. I'm, I'm pretty sure the bar down the street serves that. Okay, well, what do you serve? I'm glad you asked. Welcome to the Backwoods Barcast. We serve up moonshine, cheap beer, bottom shelf liquor, and stories even harder to swallow. Join Nick and Brittany and the janitor Stephen as we discuss southeastern mysteries and mayhem, including but not limited to UFOs, true crime, the paranormal, and much more. So knock four times, grab a stool, let the bar talk commence, and as always, drink more beer. And welcome back. So... Yeah, we were talking about movies, and I don't know. You actually had that coming up, Josh, with that one actress. You're not talking about The Relic, are you? The one that I was talking about with the uh, archaeologist no, that was with the Jungle Tribe? Penelope and Miller. I was 
thinking of a totally different fucking movie, but it, mm. I think it's called Mimic. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, Mimic. Mimic. Yeah, I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. It sounds com- confused. Mm. Um, well, guys, getting out of the movie talk, because I've seen them all. That's not what <laughs> we're here for. We're not here for movies, goddammit. Uh, we're here for UFOs, and do I got a tail to tail? Just kidding. Uh, not really. I don't have any tail to tail, but... There have been some sightings on March 31st in Southern California and San Diego and parts of Mexico in like Tijuana area, which is essentially the same thing. Just San Diego's rich. Uh, (laughs) There were quite a few videos of UFOs and they kind of resembled the Phoenix lights a little bit. Mm. And somebody submitted to the black vault. Um, and John Greenwald is the guy who runs that. We've all kind of talked about that. He does like FOIA requests and all that stuff. Um, somebody submitted their videos and was just like, what is this? What's going on? And to kind of make a long story short, um, and also on that day or right around that day, Tom DeLong also posted a video from San Diego about you know he's got a ufo on film Hmm. wow but to make a long story short and it sucks so bad and even john greenwald so they go in in the article they go on to describe on how they've got they investigated it and they went into this they actually have recordings of uh air traffic control for the night of March 31st. And they say it puts the nail in the coffin regarding the explanation of aircraft flares. And I know that's so project blue book. Yeah. Of everything. Yeah. Is just, uh, well, I'm not even project blue book for flares, but like they said, ATC traffic from K San San Diego at eight to eight 30 PM on March 31st, 2020 captured the following audio clip. And I don't, I tried to, get the audio clip but it's not playing from this but it says raider 28 calls socal operating in the area while doing a battlefield illumination drop wherein they stated that heavy flares out here so if you get called about it it's us so if you want to be conspiratorial about it Hmm. that is the military covering up some shit and having some some audio evidence so they'll be like, no, we already called that in. That's flares. Or it is just exactly that. Um, so that's always kind of a bummer, really. Uh, and if and if you kind of look at the pictures, like the Phoenix lights are a lot more formation and it's a lot more thing. Like the, the videos and stuff of this, it's a lot closer, like all the lights are. Uh, and then they get into Tom... Tom DeLong's UFO video. And if you don't know who Tom DeLong is by now, fucking, I don't think I can stop, help you. Stop listening to us. If you don't just, know who Tom DeLong is, don't think I can help you. Yeah. I mean, I never really gave a fuck about Blink 182, but I know who they are. I mean, I'm not saying you have to love him or love his band or love to the stars or anything. I'm just saying, if you do not know who Tom DeLong is, who, who's Blink? Who's Blink 182? Oh my God. I worked with this kid. (laughs) You've never seen that movie? Dude. Literally I was working with this kid and he asked me if I had ever heard of blink 182 dude ranch. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like (laughs) 20 years ago. What are you talking about? Don't. Oh man. I don't, I don't want to be a music song because I'm definitely not, but wow. So Tom DeLong has this video, this, this video and he, John Greenwald and this amateur astronomer, uh, shoot, what is his name? Jim Kerr. They analyze it and they take it frame by frame and it's taken from a cell phone. So a lot of people are saying that this thing is pulsating it's going like in and out, but that's really actually the camera on his phone since it's so dark where he's at trying Mm. to really focus in on anything because it's dark and there's not a lot of things in the sky. Phone cameras aren't 
all that fucking great. Exactly. Even like the coolest phone cameras right now, like aren't the greatest. So they take it frame by frame. And this actually, this is where I got the blue book project blue book thing, but essentially they kind of chalk it up to the planet Venus. Really? Yes. Hmm. Okay. And, and they're like, we know that sounds super project blue booky, like flip, like the planet Venus, but they found like, they know exactly where, what position in the sky he was filming. They know at what time he was filming all this stuff. And they also take a picture a side by side of Jim Kerr's photo that he's taken of Venus. Hmm. And the side-by-side comparison is looks, I mean, just completely the same. Like, wow. um, Interesting. Yeah. So this is a really big bummer because it's just like, I almost hate when shit's explained because it's like, well, all right, well, (laughs) that's it. Uh, But the sightings in San Diego that, there's videos all over about it. Um, those apparently were flares and that's backed up by air traffic control audio. And the Tom DeLong video is probably Venus. I don't know. Uh, God, that's fucking kind of a bummer slash weird. I don't know how to fucking feel about that. Yeah. I've just been giving you guys bummer fucking stories all, <laughs> all, all night. Like you know, the big footprint, you know. eh, not that compelling. Oh, these two <laughs> UFOs? Eh, probably not UFOs. <laughs> and I mean, this is, these guys aren't trying, they're not debunkers. Like John Greenwald is not a debunker. Um, I don't know much about this Jim Kerr guy, but I, I have a feeling if John Greenwald is hooked up with them, they're not trying to debunk things. They're just trying right. to separate the real from the not real, which we need to be doing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, mm. like anybody in the UFO field, probably 98% of the shit is explainable. Well, so, and it goes with anything else, just like, you know, high strangeness in general, you know, you really want to make sure you try to fucking debunk it before you do anything with it. You know, you, mm-hmm. whether it's ghosts, whether it's UFOs, whether, you know, let's look at a, a tangible, realistic approach to it. When everything else, because, you know, even though this isn't a science, it really is. You take all these theses, you take all these things, these factors, and you discuss them, you look at them, and if they don't fit, you take them out. It's a matter of deduction as you get down to what it should be. And that's what it should be. It shouldn't automatically be, oh, my God, look at that. And then you add fucking these things back in. You can't go reverse with it. It doesn't make any sense. So, yeah. Would have been better if he'd had this camera phone, though. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you're such an asshole <laughs> that's pretty good oh, damn <laughs> can't find the stop button help me okay sorry Jokes. interesting though dude yeah shit I mean you know yeah and it actually part of it is pretty cool how they can really investigate these sightings and figure out the location and the time and mm-hmm. the position that cameras were in and what this is and it's like and in the article so if you want to read this, it's just go to the Black Vault and the the title is Multiple UFO Sightings and Tom DeLong UFO Video Sightings Throughout Southern California, Tijuana, Mexico, March 31st, 2020. Uh, it was posted April 11th, 2020 okay. as well. So um, cool. if you want to check that out on your own, go check it out. But I mean, they, they kind of seemed a little bummed, actually, just they didn't go out and say it, but I kind of picked up that like, like, I know this sounds crazy, but we think it's Venus. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nobody, they nobody. were like, fuck, <laughs> I, fuck. I don't want that to be Venus, but it, it probably is. <laughs> it probably is. That's funny. Well, uh, one of our patrons, Ian Palma suggested that we, look into the Phoenix lights and maybe do an episode on that. Yeah. Um, I would like to look more into that. I always thought that was fascinating. Like that happened when I was kind of like, in a eh, weird shit happens, but whatever, I don't really care kind of phase Mm -hmm. in the life. And 
so I, I didn't give it a whole lot of thought when it, when it actually happened. And I would really like to go back and dig into it a little more. Yeah. That was 97, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, I think that's, you know, we got plenty, you know, yeah. Patreon members keep giving us stuff and then just regular listeners by all means, you know, you can uh, write us in strange jungles at gmail.com or you can call us a hotline at 801-252-69. Please fucking call us. 45. You can tell us any story you want. You can give us some ideas. You know, we'll listen. Um, I'd say probably right now it's a 60, 40, 70, 30 ratio of getting ideas from like the Topi was all an idea from a Patreon listener and a listener from the show. So, uh, yeah, we just always think that's cool. We've got tons of ideas, but we want to give you guys what you want. So, you know, there's that too. So, anyway. So, back to space. <clears throat> Space is cool. Um, scientists discover 19 interstellar asteroids hiding in plain sight. Oh. Um, a group of 19 asteroids gravitating between Jupiter and Neptune may have originated from outside the solar system, astronomers have said. The findings come more than two years after Oumuamua passed through our glorious little neighborhood. Um, according to the scientists, unlike Oumuamua, these space rocks have been orbiting the sun for more than 4.5 billion with a B years since the birth of our solar system. The asteroids, part of a group of space objects known as centaurs, may have been orbiting another star billions of years ago when stars were much closer to each other and our sun just kind of was like, yoink! Um, I don't get why they're called centaurs, and this hmm. does not explain it, but they are not horse-shaped. Um, <laughs> Except in their penis. <laughs> yes, yes, a penis is horse-shaped. Uh, Fafi uh, Nam- Namouni of Nailed it. Observatoire <laughs> de la Côte d'Azur in France and lead author of the study said, Uh, The close proximity of stars meant that they felt each other's gravity much more strongly in those early days, uh, much more than they do today. Uh, This enabled the asteroids to be yoinked from one star system to another. Did you, Um, wait, are you, did you add the word yoinked? Because that's a Scooby-Doo thing. Or is that in the article? It's a Simpsons thing. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's so funny. Josh is just free flowing, man. (laughs) The actual direct quote is this enabled asteroids to be pulled from one star system Mm. to another, but I thought yoinked was more appropriate. Yoinked is good. I didn't mean to call you out. Sorry, sir. I think yoinked is cooler. Um, So the co-author of the study, Maria Helena Moraes of the Universidad Estadual (laughs) Paulista in Brazil, ran computer simulations going back in time to the days when the solar system was still forming. The simulations revealed the asteroids were orbiting the sun on a plane perpendicular uh, to planetary motion at that time. These objects were also found to be located far from the disk that gave rise to the planets and other asteroids within the solar system. Hmm. Um, So basically, Dr. Moraes said the discovery of a whole population of asteroids of interstellar origin is an important step in understanding the physical and chemical similarities and differences between solar system born and and interstellar asteroids. Uh, This population will give us clues about the sun's early birth cluster, how interstellar asteroids capture occurred and the role that interstellar matter had in chemically enriching the solar system and shaping its evolutions. Um, The origin of the centaurs has been a mystery to astronomers since the first member of the group called Chiron was recognized in 1977. Some They may have spent time in the Kuiper belt, which is the big asteroid belt that's kind of on the edge of the solar system before moving inward. Uh, Yeah. So cool. Asteroids. Can I can I say I, I giggle just a little bit every time you say asteroids? Is it just me? Ass? It's just funny. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. You know. Grow up, Shane. I know. Uranus was found today. I'm joking. And your head was in it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> anyway. No, interesting, man. That's that's yeah, that's crazy. Huh. Space, man. It's just it's existing. Space, 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 space. Yet again. Space. Yet again. 
No, it's weird. it's crazy. I think um, you know, and I cover on this all the time. There's another <laughs> article that that I, I haven't had a chance to read, and we're not going to really go into it. But they're still looking at the whole essence of the universe, like you know, how do they think it it was existed? You look at antimatter and matter and how it works together. It it's we're still finding these things daily, which I I think is just you know, blows I like blows my mind. I like how you uh, say we're still looking into the essence of the universe. Like, what do you mean? Yes, of course we're still looking into well, this. <laughs> it's not, well, you know, it's April. We're yeah, still digging well, into we it. We kind of figure some shit out, some other stuff we don't know. In I mean, June, in June, there might be something more. We'll see. Mind-blowing that anyone's still looking into this. I figured we'd all just move on with our lives and fucking <laughs> do something else. Well, speaking of doing something else, and I'm going to do this article, and then we can kind of we can do some promotion, but... Uh, this people are doing something else on this one. So this kind of I will say this one led me down a little bit of a rabbit hole because the whole title of it kind of threw me off a little bit. Then I went got to read and I'm like, you know what? That's not what I thought it was, but we're gonna talk about this anyway. So this is kind of a happy recap. Um, Demon Time. Has anybody ever heard of Demon Time? That's a negative. Bueller. Was that Bueller? a movie with like a really shitty rap rock soundtrack? No, more it's, likely. It's, it's demon time, motherfuckers. From like 87 bullshit, demon night or From like 97 like with team-ups of like <laughs> fucking... Kid Mud Rock and Ice Cube. And Del the Funky Homo Sapien. God. Close. Close. Actually, you guys are too far off. Uh, so demon time, Instagram's after dark craze. So again, I stumbled on this and it kind of led me down a weird path. Um, in every city across the country, strip clubs, lounges, bars, and concert venues are closed with no concrete reopening date in sight. But if you think deep-pocketed Patreons haven't stopped doing walkthroughs, making club appearances, and showering money on dancers, you would be woefully mistaken. As the old adage goes, desperate times call for desperate measures. So there is something new coming up, and it's called Demon Time. It's been going on since uh, the shutdown. If you have to ask, you're already too late what it is, but it's a base-level... Demon Time refers to late-night Instagram live streams featuring a rotating cast of women, usually made anonymous by a ski or superhero mask, very classy, uh, performing for hordes of thirsty viewers. Demon Time is a smiling purple devil emoji personified. Uh, Think table dancers at your favorite strip club, but surrounded by streaming heart emojis and an Instagram audience in the hundreds of thousands. So if you guys want to know when Demon Time kicks off, I don't know if you're curious... I'm usually in bed by this time. One I mean, o- tell us. <laughs> One o'clock-ish is when it kicks off. It's on Instagram. Um, there's an app called Cash App that literally you give the strippers money as they do their thing. And there has been strippers that are making up to $4,000 a night doing this. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for them. Uh, good for them. Like I said, I bring it up because, you know, demons in the word. And I was mm-hmm. I was titillated. However, when I ran into it, I'm like, wait a minute, they're strippers. Well, that, it's just cool interesting. Too. It's just interesting how the world can change with people still making money and how technology is just incorporated into every aspect of our life. Absolutely. Like we're still we're still tipping strippers and getting horny. Yeah. But instead of sitting on perv row, we're just on Instagram. Yeah, oh, Instagram has gotten like a thousand times more horny than it already was, and it was already very horny. I mean, it just depends on who you follow, Josh. I, I know because I don't. There's nothing horny on my Instagram you know, that I, I can find a random bot to select the people that I follow, so it's all totally random. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah. I mean, and that's funny because John, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think I bring the article up mainly just to kind of close the episode, but look at you know, obviously we're kind of thinking out of the box. There's other things that we're going to be. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> that's good. Totally. Um, for those of totally. you who are not watching the video, you know, you should be because that was pretty funny. Um, it is weird how there's always a will and there's a way for something. Even the dirty ones, even the porn, even everything else, you know, technology interweaves it around. And even if something's done for good, you still have this other thing on the other side that they're going to find a way. And they're going to make that opening happen. And, you know, you're looking at like $18,000 dancing on IG Live since the quarantine started, said one strip club owner slash dancer. Um, you know, geez, that's a fucking chunk of change. 
Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm curious on like why they called it that, but maybe it's just a hook. Sounds like a hook, you know? I mean, we're talking about it because of, because of the title. Because I stumbled on it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there's it, that. it was demon time and you're like, Ooh, what is demon time? <laughs> Click. <laughs> if they called it Lisa Frank's fucking bedtime stories, you'd be like, uh, I don't care what that is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Magic the demon underwear. time. Yeah, I want to. I want to see what demon time is. Yeah. Is that because I'm a bad person? I don't know. Maybe it is. Nah, you know yes, the jury's out. <laughs> the jury, the jury's out on that. But anyway, um, that is kind of. Unless you guys have another quick little episode, would you? We can go to promos and we can go ahead and let our listeners go. I say, let my people go. <laughs> Calm down, Moses. In Pharaoh was in Egypt's land. <sighs> Let John's people go. Let my people go, Shane. So we did promos on um, how to get a hold of us, how to call us. Again, we are on Patreon and uh, we're on all social feeds, you know, Twitter. I handle the Twitter. Josh usually does Instagram. John usually do Facebook when you, when it pops up, Um, you know. Yeah. So sorry if anybody's ever hit (laughs) us up on Facebook. Yeah. Right. It'll be a little, (laughs) it'll be a little slower back. Same thing with Twitter nowadays for me. I I can't now. I'm just not doing it. But we have things in the pipeline. Um, we did interview a fantastic uh, author of a book, uh, Michael P. Masters, which we'll have that out here shortly, along with some own uh, write-ups that we did. And uh, we got a little bit of everything. I mean, John spent time doing write-ups. I've spent time doing a couple. Josh been doing research. We all have been using the best time we can with all this. And hopefully, you know, if nothing else, we can kind of give you guys some entertainment in the midst of being trapped in your house with your families or the one that you thought you loved and come to find out you don't or your ghosts. Yes. There's that too. So do you guys got anything? No. Uh, At strange uncles podcast on Instagram and Twitter, uh, strange or sorry, Instagram and Facebook, just strange uncles on Twitter. Email us at strange uncles at gmail.com. What's the phone number? Uh, fucking eight oh one something. I don't know, but uh, give us a five star rating and review us on where you get your podcasts because that helps us, guys. Just fucking do it. It's not that hard. Yep, absolutely. And again, if you have something that you want us to cover or that you're curious about, you know, let us know. Are we wearing pants when we're actually filming this on Zoom? Uh, currently, this time, yes. <laughs> well, not always though. <laughs> I, I, do, I Donald Duck it, man. I don't even know what that is. So. Shirt cocking it. What do you mean you don't know what Donald Duckin is? Never heard shirt of Donald Duckin. Oh, never mind. I got it. Okay, yeah, just just put two and two together. I got it. Uh, depending on how many new Patreon subscribers we get, John might stand all the way up. John, watch yourself. <laughs> well, this is a it's a family podcast, sir. If you guys want to see more, go to my After Dark videos on Instagram. It's go to Demon Knight. John <laughs> fin- it's John Finnegan Demon Knight at Instagram.com. And you can see what is below this screen. <clears throat> We've went too uh, also far, folks. Patreon.com slash strange uncles. <laughs> Support John getting naked. Sex work is work, so you know. Also, if you want to support me not turning into Thanos, because I'm getting very, very grimace colored right now. Why are you so blue? Uh, Man, it's just been a rough week. I mean, (laughs) I'm not talking about your feelings. (laughs) That's a good Uh, comeback. It's getting dark in here, and I think I'm backlit. So I'm I'm a TV screen. Okay, okay. Well, Josh, I'll let you go in your attic. John, I'll let you go in the corner. Um, Everybody else, uh, you know, join us, follow us. Um, Hopefully you like what you're seeing, and we'll all get through this together. So cheers, everybody. Yeah, close the gates. You've been listening to a fourth-hand production.